So I am very happy that Ben Gom has come back to join me to continue the conversation um, about laneway suites mm-hmm. and garden suites and um, the whole thing. So yeah, thank you for taking time out of your day golf game to yes. come and see us. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> By Thanks the way, listen, full visibility. I wish I was at the cottage. We were talking about this before. <laughs> we're like, so it's going to be 30 degrees out. Why am I working? Yeah, we should be doing this podcast from a deck somewhere. Yes. Oh, a patio, a couple of Caesars. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll take a Caesar. You have a Corona. There okay. you go. Um, so, I mean, so much has happened since the last time you were here. And although it was like, I don't know, six months ago. Yeah. I always yeah. say to clients like a month from now, I, a client of mine the other day asked me, um, I really hope they don't raise the interest rates next month because I'm worried about selling in the spring. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, what happens in this business now yeah. may not even have an effect on next month. Yeah. So long time off. So six months is really, you know. I mean, and and anybody in, in Canada can tell you six months has been, it might as well have been 20 years, right? Like, so like we, like we were just discussing, you know, in the last six months, the interest rates have gone up, uh, I think five times. It's Right. You were saying times, that or... when, when you were on last, yeah. right around the time you launched, yeah. Um, it has been a roller coaster ride, very similar um, in effect to a. Um, I feel like it could be a meme of those people in Canada's Wonderland that were held upside down. Yeah. By the way, not to go off topic, but I just want everyone to know, listens that don't know me, that is my ultimate nightmare. <laughs> like I, I actually couldn't even read that article. Like I was having, and I'm not an anxious person. I was having anxiety. I had to shut it down. That was pretty crazy. Half an hour. Yeah. Oh, that's all. Oh, that's Half crazy. I didn't hour. even know that. I, Upside I, down. I'm I thought, like, I thought it just we're going to die. A couple minutes. I just they feel were like that's for... it. We're going to die. We're going to die. That's crazy. This is, by the way, another reason why I don't go on roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't go on them because they're just not like when I was a kid. Like the, the ones that they make now are just insane. So. Well, no. What did we have like when we were kids? Like the Ghoster Coaster? No, it was bigger than that. We had like you know the Mind Put your Buster hand up and, and you know what the Ghoster Coaster is because you're wild old. Beasts and stuff like that. And you go to Canada's Wonder, and those are like the little ones now. The big ones are like, what are they trying to prove? It's insane. It's, it's enough. I've been on one in my entire life. The one upside down. I was tricked to go. I was tricked <laughs> to get in on it, and like never. And I was 16 years old. It's never happened again. Turning for 50 next year. No, nope, especially not if it happen. stops for a half hour. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I I was Excuse also me, keep, saying keep doing this. It's again, it's 30 degrees outside. People, <laughs> we're we're gonna be doing a lot of this today. Oh, so. by the way, no one's watching. So all the people that are listening, he's just fanning his t-shirt. Oh, nobody's watching. Okay, okay. <laughs> people are like, what is he doing? Um, yes. Although we did hit our hundred subscribers on YouTube Ooh, the other day. I know. Ring the I bell. Like it. Thank you all, your hundred people, and my shout out to my new biggest fan in Miami. You know who you are. Um, I I, I was um. As you know, I went on on BT to talk about laneway suites because I just geek out on them like you do. And it was really surprising the amount of people, first of all, that watch BT. Um, but also I, watch BT. I Really? Oh, yeah. And by the way, I just, this is jury of one, like nothing to do with BT. By the way, Devo no, Brand was the most I, lovely human being I've ever met. Not only do I watch BT. I've submitted my number for them to call me a thousand times. Not, I haven't got one phone call. Shout out. I'm like ready. <laughs> we you can go on together and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To answer that call. And I would say, and I love, I love Sid. I, I used to watch him on Tim and Sid. But no, so anyway, they they were great. But like the co- random calls I got afterwards, and so one of the most interesting ones that I got 
um, was from a guy who was like, I want to buy a laneway suite. Do you know where I can get a garage? Mm -hmm. And I really think that's the next evolution. So since the last time you came on and I, you know, I want to talk about like what people are doing and you're building a lot of projects right now and I want to talk about those, but I think where this, this will get very interesting and I think it's going to happen. I, I, if I had to guess, maybe five years, because there was one that was sold on Ossington and uh, it was a laneway suite and you would say, okay, well, but you can't like, you can't parcel them off. But what right. they did was, and they'd be doing this in Rosedale for years, mm. is that they would take in Rosedale, they would take the big house yeah. and they would parcel it off into units similar to like what they did in the annex, right? Like where, but it was more student housing, okay? So in Rosedale, they would take the main house and they would section it into units. So you'd have two um, uh, self-contained units and they created a condo corp. Mm -hmm. So now you have two condos in the main house right. and they they built a garden suite or what they called a coach house or they, they turned the coach house right. into another condo and then they sold the condo units. Mm -hmm. So you're not parceling it off as a freehold right. and you don't own the 50, like the 50, you should be yeah. so lucky, the 10 by 20 or whatever it is, right? But you get a parking spot, you've got your maintenance fees mm -hmm. and that's what they did on Ossington. And how interesting would it be if that now becomes the way they do it and now you've got like freehold condo, freehold, like I wonder what that'll look like if that's how it happens and whether the city will allow it. Uh, I mean, but it becomes yeah. really interesting because so you have a house yeah. and that house now you live in, you own it, you're the owner, it becomes a condo corp. Now, it changes when you go to sell it. It would change your resale value, but you could sell the piece of land behind you. Yeah. I mean, to be totally honest, that's that's why that's your... Um, He's that's, like, over that's, to you, Rachel. That's your... Um, <laughs> niche expertise because I didn't even know like that makes sense when you describe it typically when people say can you buy them my answer is no you can't because you can't sever no you just exactly. can't do it but when you describe it that way in terms of turning the whole thing into um, sections of condo corp that that actually makes sense it's brilliant uh, I think you're right that you know it's it you you have to be a specific buyer uh, it has to be just purely you've bought this thing for the whole property for income purposes um, yeah, uh, I think, I think, uh, my initial reaction to that is, I think we need to just let the dust settle and, f and, and, f uh, figure out the initial step first. Like, you know, I think the laneway house initiative, there's a, the, the, the reason that there's so much buzz is because the city got it right for the first time in my life, you know, and for anybody out there who's born and raised in Toronto, not a lot of things have been done right in the city, right? Like the DVP is a nightmare. When they built it, they had no foresight. There's never been the any Gardner, foresight. It's the first the time. It's the first time in the history of the city that they actually came up with a concept that had foresight, and they did it quickly. They got this thing out in like two or three years. Can I ask time. you? I was speaking to someone the other day who was a friend who works uh, at the city and said they are so backlogged with permits. Like it, nothing's getting through though right now. Are you not seeing the same thing? A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Okay. Yeah. So, so not so right. Yeah. Um, so the front end is good, but the back end they can get you on the Rogers plan, but then when there's a problem, uh, well, don't that's try what, to that's call what the call I mean, center. right? Well, that's what I mean. Like you know the 
I actually know the guy um, who who put together the Laneway House initiative and wrote basically wrote the bylaw. He doesn't work for the city anymore, um, but did a fantastic job. It's a it's a it's an it's an amazing initiative, and they and they for got sure. it out. The, the problem with everything in the city is that everything is completely siloed. So the people who worked on the Laneway House initiative have nothing to do with the people who are now, you know, the building inspectors and the plans examiners and whatever. And it, so, you know, so that there's a backlog on just not, not a general, you know, understanding of what these buildings are and, and being able to, being able to push them through you know, effectively and, and quickly. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, but the, but the, but the fact that you see so much buzz, whether it's on BT or whatever, it's because it's, it was, it's a major, uh, it's a major issue, right? Like people are interested because they need to be interested, right? Well, there's because no, for sure. So there's not enough places for people to live. There's not and enough places for people to live. And it's also really like cool and creative. Like when you think about it, right? It's, it's not just it's, like, oh, we're going to add an extra like, you know, allowance to height. It's like, all is... of the above. I think, I think it's more than that. I think it's more than cool and creative. And that's, you know, when I, when I launched my, my Laneway House initiative, you know, and I got, um, you know, I was on your podcast and I got a lot of good write up for it. So um, so many people, and, by and the way, that, called me. And I, I'm, I'm totally appreciative of all this stuff, but a lot of it, especially the write-ups um, in the different publications, a lot of it was like, hey, cool new Laneway House yeah. of the Week. And that's great. And I, like, I love my stuff being showcased. But, you know, I told the public, one publication in, in particular, I said, you know, you guys have a big voice in the city, and I think you're sort of missing the point. It's not, it's not just that this thing looks cool. Like, I'm an architect. Oh, Obviously, it's going to look good. But... You're you're missing the point that it's it's addressing a major issue here. Like this isn't just about being cool. This is about the fact that people are panicking. People are like, me and my wife make two hundred thousand dollars a year, and you know, and and we're still struggling to make ends meet. Like how can we? You know, people are 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 panicking, looking for solutions. Whether it's them getting more income, whether it's my kids just came home from university, where are they supposed to go? It's four thousand dollars rent. Like where are they going right. to live? They could live in the laneway house where, you know, my aging parents, where are they going to live? And we don't you know. So people are starting to panic because the financial situation all around is, is panic worthy. Right. So, well, and then on top of that, sort of keep, no, keep no, no, going, please. but on top of that, that was before the interest rates went, went <laughs> insane. So on top of that, uh, and again, we're not going to get into, you know, liberals and the, the trudeau government but uh oh could we it's um it, it's it's really really scary times i think that's what's i think that's what's driving a lot of people's like when i get phone calls from people inquiring they are um they're not inquiring in a sort of in in a joyful way in a creative way they're inquiring because they need they a solution they panic. need an immediate it's almost a panicked in, in their voice right? right so um and that's that's why i did it that's why i put the initiative together to address it because you know that's what that's what i was that's what i was seeing um well and it, we talked about this before we had a mortgage broker in to talk to um the the team and he, i mean i do this every single day and I understand how expensive things are. I know how hard it is to get them. It's not a, even that things are expensive. Like the banks are being very, very cautious. They understand the debt ratios that are out there. And so, um, which is, by the way, a good thing because yeah, no, it will allow us not to be 
a Fannie Mae or a Mac or whatever it was in the U.S., right? I, I blocked that all out. But, um, you know, he threw a stat out that surprised even me, and that was someone who makes between 100000 and $120,000, which is a really good annual salary, can only get approved for $400,000 mortgage. If you live in the city of Toronto... I'm sorry, but what are, unless you have a substantial down payment, which is usually, again, the other issue, a lot of people can afford their payments but can't come up with the, that's, yeah. like, there's, no, there's nothing, unless you're buying a co, even a co-op. Well, that's the other, that's the other reason why. Even a 450 square foot condo, yeah. like, there's well, that's nothing. The other, I mean, to, and again, I'm not an expert on, on mortgages and, and, and all the calculations, but, you know, when you're doing a laneway house, you have your annual income that's supporting it. Plus, a lot of these people have been living in their homes for 10, 12, 15, 20 years. So they've got massive equity on these in these homes that also helps, um, you know, sort of uh, get them that get them that that mortgage payment. And th- I mean, and that's the beauty of it, right? I mean, the beauty of our model is that, you know, our most our most expensive model, which is a full, you know, somewhere in and around a 750 square foot two-story model is $450,000 all in. So that's all in, right? And so that's another thing that I want to do with the initiative is just like take the guesswork out of it, right? Like there's a lot of people out there that are getting plans done from an architect and the plans cost 30 grand. And then you take it to the contractor and the contractor tells you, uh, oh yeah, well the, the, that architect told you it was going to be 400 bucks a square foot to build. Well, it's not. It's going to cost you $600,000 to build this thing. And people are like, but I already got the money and well, what am I supposed to do now? And so uh, we're just, you know, I'm, tr- I'm t- trying to so do everything I can to, to sort of eliminate any of the guesswork and, right. uh, and just into, to just, um, you know, and to sort of offer that to people as a, as a peace of mind. And to be honest, like at 450,000, it's, you know, of all the research that I've done, it's, it's still coming in at the lowest price for, for, you know, for that size laneway house, in the city. And when you compare that to condo, you know, like a 750 square foot condo in the city for Well, average costs for a condo at this point is about $1,000 a square foot. And don't forget the maintenance fees. So the, the fees. so the large so and you're about a buck round a dollar average. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can find a building that's very well run that has no amenities that will be lower, but you're usually approximately in and around a dollar per square foot. So you've got another mortgage payment on top of it, which, you know, a lot of people forget about. And those those condo fees they're well, they they're not up. they're not static. They go up every they year. They go up right? every so, year. Yeah. Now, they're they they are usually you know less than ten percent, but it's still like, you know, I always tell clients like you have to realize that that's something that, um, yeah, that's not going to go down. I one building in my entire career I saw have a drop that that yeah, which and then let's not even get into special assessments, but no, and it's interesting. So I just did a um. I want to get into what you're seeing, what people are asking you for specifically, but I just did a, a run, um, a quote for a client. And they were like, okay, well, if we want to up an extra $500,000, you know, what would that mean in my mortgage payments, right? And so um, 
It's $3,700. Like I just pulled like a three-year fixed on TD, like, and I'm sure people can negotiate and whatever. Don't quote me, but I'm giving you a roundabout number, right? So, you know, on my mind, it's always like I've got so many people who reach out to me and they're like, I don't know, should I do an investment condo? Should I buy an investment? And I'm like, what's your backyard look like? Yeah. Right? Because you can use the equity in your home to build on your home. Yeah. And let's say you spend that $450,000 and okay, for 750 square feet, how many bedrooms? Like, is it a one? It's a two bedroom? Two bedroom, yeah. So what's the main floor? It's just like your living space and then upstairs? Main floor is kitchen, living, dining, and a a lab and laundry. So 325 square feet of that? Of, yeah, of living space. And then up, you know, the upper upper floor would be... um, Two good size rooms. Again, it depends on because what we do is we take we take the shipping containers and then we we have a spacer system that maxes out right. your site. So your site could be seventeen feet wide. Your site right. could be twenty one feet wide. So that's why it's I say it's roughly around seven hundred and fifty square feet. We're looking right. at one right now that's going to be you know eight hundred square feet because she's got uh, we're going to be putting twenty by twenty. Cool. So um, so it's it it always varies, but it's generally the same. But the bedrooms are you know basically ten by ten, two ten by ten bedrooms, okay. which are good sized bedrooms, and um and a full full bath, one full bath. Okay. Yeah. So you know I look at that and I say okay so. Let's say you rent it. Let's say, again, like you're looking as an investment property and you think to yourself, well, if I buy, I, I can't buy anything for that amount of money. Mm-hmm. And average one bedroom rent in the city of Toronto, I think just went over $2,400. Right. So maybe, like I, I'm conservatively, I would say you could probably rent 3000 for $3,000 a month. Yeah. Okay. So you're in, listen, you're not, you're not positive cash flow and right. you're probably going to, now they would pay utilities on top of that and you need to, you know, but then you think to yourself, short-term pain, long-term gain, long-term gain, you sell a property that has another income rental unit for you mm. and the rates will go down and you pay it off and eventually it becomes something that and you're not paying off a million dollar mortgage you're not paying you're paying off you know a, a, a substantially smaller amount of money yeah. so um you know from an investment exactly. standpoint i would build a laneway suite or a garden suite if i had and you know how much i would love to do it on my own property and i can't like i'd rather build that yeah. and have someone help me pay it off to the point where I can then just looking at it as total income. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and the other thing is that you know, not that not that buying another income wouldn't provide you this, but um, it would just cost you but more. It, it would way more. Like it's going to cost you in the city of Toronto. It's like it's, it's automatically going to cost you double, right? Because there's you can't get anything in the city for, and you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but like. Like there's nothing in the city for under a million bucks. So we're already talking. No, you can buy. Listen, first of all, if you were going to buy, and we don't have to go deep in this, but I would say if anyone had that kind of money, I would tell you go buy a single family house. Go buy like a a little bungalow in East York or something like that and rent it out. You'll make a lot more money. That's a different story. But I think even if you went and looked at um, a condo for $750,000, okay? First of all, you need 20% down. Yeah. So you need to have 20% in the bank, or you would take it out of your line of credit again. But whereas this is just coming out of equity of your home yeah. and there's no like down payment, there's no oh, th- mortgage. This, this versus the condo game is, to me, is a no is a I no agree brainer. with you. That's yeah, why it's I, a no brainer. Yeah. A thousand me. percent. Because again, it's, you're always going to come in. You, I mean, 
I don't even want to think of the condo that you could potentially buy for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like it's either you're, gonna be way, it's gonna not. be it's either gonna be half the size of this room or it's gonna be in a roach. Really bad yeah, area in Scarborough. Like, Sorry, no offense to Scarborough, <laughs> but like that's the reality. Um, so yeah, I think in that sense it's a I think the so other sorry. thing that people again are really gravitating to is you know, the thing that I'm seeing is the I, I won't say n- not consistent, just the 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 breadth of the people that are calling me, right? So okay. there are so yeah, many so diff- there's so many you. different applications. It's it's like what I was saying, you know, whether it's just for pure income or whether it is for, you know, children, you know, for their children moving back to the city or yeah. just graduating from university that it they can't go out there and spend four thousand dollars a month in rent. They'd rather, you know, be renting it from, you know, their, their parents for half that price or whatever it is, or Airbnb uh, or, you know, combinations like what I'm doing with mine. It's a, you know, it's a combination of it's, it's my, you know, I've turned it into my office right. and also Airbnb, right? So, oh, really? oh, so I've turned it into my office. So my, my company is paying me, you know, so I'm already making the money rent wise to, to cover it right. to more than cover yourself, it. Yep. And then I put it, I have it up on Airbnb and you know, if someone gives me a good, I have it uh, as for a high fee right. on Airbnb. Cause it's not worth it. It's otherwise. not worth it otherwise, but I'm still making, you know, the full disclosure, I'm still making, but you know, between roughly around three grand a month just from Airbnb. Right. And that's for like, really, that's for like, 12 or 4. Oh, that's so you for, are that's getting for, bites. That's for, oh yeah, yeah. And you're not on a subway line either. I'm not, I'm, I'm not on a subway. You're not I'm downtown. I'm not in a bad, I'm not, I'm in a beautiful neighborhood. No, you're in a but great I'm in neighborhood. A, but I'm not in like a, where, No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not one of those where someone would say, oh, I'm going to Airbnb because no. I'm staying in Toronto no. and, and I want to go hits, downtown The hits or that I'm getting are very specific. It's like, I'm coming into, you know, I'm coming in, he, you know, one guy was a music producer and the studio was around the corner. So right. we rented it for a week. I, I had a. Yeah. Well, I you live in a like, really cool neighborhood, also. Yeah. So yeah, it's that sort of thing where it's just it allows you the flexibility of you know you're not you're not tied into anything specifically. Like with you know again, if you buy a condo, most condo you can't, you can't, won't allow you. To you can't Airbnb. do that, right? First of all, you can't Airbnb. Second of all, you could never. Also, by you the could way, never you sort of go ever... in and turn it into your 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 home office for a year or two uh, you know you know you can't you don't have no, that flexibility right? you so. have you have no flexibility zero i yeah. mean i i will say for anyone who's thinking about buying a condo be very wary about buying one in a place that allows you to airbnb unless you're planning to buy it as an investment to airbnb right. yeah. that like to live there is no, not it, pleasant it's... and your value is lower than the exact same tower right next door that doesn't right. allow it yeah. Yeah. so so i mean so, so in that sense it's you know definitely it's it's checking off all the it checks off all the all the boxes in mm-hmm. my in my mind and you're so. building something up north also yeah so we've also sort of you know ventured Expanded. into the uh into into bunky right because we, we ha- i have a client and we're it's doing like, a, but it's it's like it's a garden suite up north i used to have a bunky in it my works, own cottage it works perfectly because um you know again that you know doing if anybody's done a cottage project if you either built or renovated or whatever the the trades up there first of all are really hard to get second of all if you do get oh a trade God, if you do I get a do trade a yeah if you do get a trade up there you're paying triple at least double or triple oh, the amount by the way no no you heard it here first if you think that you go north of the city and it's going to cost you less no no, no i have no. a builder friend like a like a like custom home builder friend 
who tells me that um, they bring their Toronto trades yeah. Oh, yeah. to yeah. Muskoka. Yeah. In fact, I have to get my roof done yeah. at the cottage. The local people were charging me 40%. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just going to call my guy, right? And see, maybe I'll put him up. I thought it would be cheaper to put him up at a place nearby. And he said, no, no, I'll drive up and down the same day. No problem. And it was almost half. We've put put guys up in Airbnbs for like months and it still Still was significantly cheaper than now i will say you know the you know the couple cottage projects that i did up there and i did work with the local trades there's a reason not all i mean the main reason that they're charged so much is because there's only so many of them and whatever and they can the other reason is they're really really good at what they do like phenomenal Phenomenal. it's like the the level of work that they're doing the craft it's like they're they're artisan and craftsmen there's no shortcuts yeah so other than that's not let's just say that's not necessarily the case i don't know if you get what you pay for but yes i i would say it's trickier to navigate that here let's just say so um so we were doing a major cottage project a major addition renovation and you know she wanted um she wanted a really big outbuilding, a really big bunkie, um, like just under 2,000 square feet. Oh, my God. Um, so we sort of looked at it, and <laughs> I sort of, you know, I, I mentioned it to her that, like, you know, the, the dimensions that we're looking at are very, they just work really well. And, of course, my head is fully in, you know, shipping container mode. Yeah. And so I mentioned it to her, and um, and it it, it worked perfectly. So we're, 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 we literally just dropped the two first containers. They're, it's big. It's double what we do here in the city. It's uh, We're using four 40-foot containers up wow. there. Um, but the beauty of it is it's like, you know, we dropped them last week. We're going to drop the next ones next week. The windows get, like, by the... Before the end of October, like, within a, with less than a month, we'll have the whole thing framed and windows the whole thing. It's ready to go. We just just got to go inside and finish it. So that will take, you know, four months construction. You know, again, where everything else is Sorry, taking. Sorry. So start to finish. Start to, to finish build construction. Two thousand square feet. Yeah. Will take you. Four months. Wow. Yeah. Which it's That's it's unheard, unheard of, of, right? It's unheard, unheard of. of. And I mean, so much of that is because we're eliminating all of the framing. We're eliminating all of the cladding work. We're eliminating all of the you know, vapor barriers and just, and trusses and roof building. It's like you put these containers in and they're, they're in and they're done. Right. So, um, and it's the same thing here in Toronto, right? That's the other, that's the other metric I I tell people, I said, you know, the one metric that people don't automatically think about is, uh, and I think I talked about this last time was, you know, our permitting process is about, is, is about two months and the build is about six months. So only two months for a permit. (laughs) <laughs> that I, I say two months, but the caveat is that the city is the black hole, right? So, it like, is. That's you know, we I have everything ready to go in the first month. Yeah. We submit them, and then it should come back in a month. That's right. why we say two months. But yeah, if it if it takes longer, it's you know that's it's that part of it is out of our control. It's totally. city city control. Okay. Um, but the construction side being four months is massive, right? Because if you take if that whole process takes six months. And, you know, if another person's process, if you're doing this in stick build, it's going to take a year to build the design process uh, and all the detailing, blah, blah, blah. It's going to take six to eight months. We're talking at least a year and a half. So no, it's true. There's so we're, no talk- we're talking about a year difference. So if you take that year difference and you multiply that by $3,000 a month, you know, that's that's 
close to forty thousand dollars right there in your sure. in your pocket that you know you if you and your next door neighbor are building laneway homes you're you've already made forty thousand before he even finishes the project right so um that's another sort of financial metric that people yeah, people, people aren't think thinking about, about but when yeah. they think about it they're like yeah that's right if i can get this done in six months i mean that's so are you seeing anything pick up in the garden suite aspect of it yeah we're seeing a lot we're seeing a lot more inquiries with the garden suites again i think with the garden suites what has to happen i think there needs to be like an amendment to the bylaw right because what's holding the garden suites back is the fact that people are finding it a little hard to justify one story to have a garden suite in the backyard they're looking for two stories the problem with two stories is you know, the regulations are so much tighter than they are for laneway homes, right? So the side yard setbacks are, there are no side yard setbacks for a laneway house. It's, you know, five feet on either side for the right, exactly. So if you've got a 30 foot wide lot, okay, great, that's fine. But if you're one of these, you know, an urban condition that has a 20 foot wide lot, right. and you're talking five foot on either side, it's like, you're going to build a 10 foot building. And then even then with those, the setbacks, you have to go up and you're still required to have that 45 degree angular plane. Right. So I think it's the, the, I think the, you know, the, the garden suites were never part of the initial laneway house. Uh, no, initiative. that was brought. Like, it was brought in afterwards. Yeah. There's a reason like when they, now that they're looking at them, um, you know, it's hard to justify a lot of them because when you go up onto the second floor and it's been chopped off mostly by these 45 degree angular planes, no, it's, it's like, no, it's you... like the third floor of a, you know, Victorian house in the annex where it's like, that's great for a little kid's playroom, but it's not. I was going to say real... my husband can't stand up. Like if you yeah. can't get out of bed and stand up, like, yeah, like you you're can not stand up right in the middle exactly. or the type of thing. So, so that's why it's, houses. it's the bylaws and regulations. That being said, what I tell my, you know, potential clients is listen, there is no better time to go to committee of adjustment than right now. There's so much pressure on the city to, I mean, just housing people. It's, I mean, people are screaming it from the rooftops, right? So there's a real panic and a real need for all levels of housing, renting, whatever it is. So that's why I think it's a it's a good time to go for committee of adjustment. The best time maybe ever to go to committee of adjustment for these things. And I've seen, I'm starting to see a lot more of decisions in committee of adjustment um, in favor of adjusting those right. those requirements for the for garden suites especially. So on that note, just to I, I'm very interested, if I were to put a permit in and I wanted to do one, and I were to say it was to create new housing, so it's not me. I'm not creating a new office. I'm not creating a cabana for my pool. I'm not whatever. If I say I'm building something and it's a rental unit, do you find or have you seen that committee of adjustments will say yes to it more, or you're just you're I not haven't sure? I haven't I won't say that I've seen that directly, but that's my my professional. Uh, yeah, belief sort of belief and, and understanding and of yeah of of the chatter of what's going on and just you know, you know as much as the committee of adjustment likes to think that they don't curtail to anything outside of the bylaw, right? They do. it's sort of there is it's pressure. sort of BS because they do because I see well, it every day every time I yeah it's like every time I make you know committee of adjustment and a, and a, a neighbor complains that you know 
they feel this way or that way about the design, which has nothing to do with the bylaw, <laughs> they should be told that has nothing to do with the bylaw, go sit down. Yet- Their story is received and taken into consideration. So, and I don't, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm a humanitarian, so I don't, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. You're uh, not going to call them, what are they called, yeah. NIMBYs? <laughs> it's just, yeah, well, you know, the, the NIMBY, the NIMBY, the people for sure. But yeah. there are people who have sort of less NIMBY concerns that, right. that again, aren't bylaw related that get sort of taken into account. So, yeah, I think, I think that's a huge thing. I think if you go in there and say, we are creating this for income because we need the income and right. we're doing it as a rental or we're doing this because we need to build this because my parents are both in their 80s and they cannot, you know, and it's our culture or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, there's always outside of the bylaw things that get taken into consideration. So that's why there's so much political pressure, social pressure, cultural pressure. Yeah. Um, there's so much pressure on the city right now. It's literally like this hot pot that's, going to explode I so if like you go to committee of adjustment levels. and you say I, I i need this and you're going to tell me i can't because of a 45 degree angular plane yeah uh, especially you're like, I'm create two especially if you have you know your next door neighbor say like it's fine i'm okay with it that's you know that's fine so um but you know but again that's why it's uh the garden suites has always been a, a little bit slower of, of a takeoff the bylaws are for sure the reason why um, the laneway suites are a little bit more straightforward, for sure. You have one or you don't. You you have yeah. one or you don't, yeah. Well, so. I think that this is a continuing, like, evolving product, and that's why I thought it'd be really good to, like, retouch on it. But I'm really interested. I feel like I want to bring you back early next year and see yeah. what happens, what's going on in spring, yeah. what, like, what those calls look like. And I think that things will change when the interest rates go down and people are feeling yeah. a little bit more confident about spending I money I don't also. even think, in my personal experience, it's not, like, I think what happened in our, in our experience, you know, we launched, like I was saying before, we launched, you know, and I was on this podcast six months ago or seven months ago, whatever. Yeah. We, since we launched, like, interest rates went up five times. And, and people were just like... Deer in headlights. I had no idea how to react. Everybody, to that. yeah. Now sure. what I'm finding is, even though the fact that interest rates haven't come down, people have had enough time to like breathe and assess their own financial situation it and be like, and sure. be like, you know, even yeah. at five percent, so you know, if I, if all I have to do is get four hundred fifty thousand and not eight hundred thousand to get a, a condo, we could make that work. How could we make that? Work? So now they're they're still in the kicking tires mode, but at least they're. We're getting a lot of the calls now, and people are, are 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 making you know, starting to make those moves for maybe not for now, but like for a spring, you know, like let's see what happens if the rates do come because the second if they come down one point, oh people, my god! People First are, of all, if it go, I just want yeah. anybody thinking about it. If it goes down one point, yeah. the prices will go back up. I'm just telling you right now, yeah. which is crazy because one point in this market, like, but that's even more. You're getting stress tested now over nine percent, like it's yeah. crazy. But that's even that even that helps us even more because I think you're right. If the if the interest rates come down, the prices of homes are going to go up again, whatever. But the people who are like, but I'm not looking to buy a home. I want to borrow four hundred fifty thousand dollars. No, the investment, so like, or they want, yeah, yeah they need another yeah, unit, so or they want to do. So if, I, if I'm just borrowing money. Or a renovation. I yeah, do I build that yeah. or do I underpin my basement? Yeah. Right? Like there are so many options. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, I mean, I feel like you and I could talk about this all day. Yes, we I could. just think it's so 
It's such an incredible um, opportunity for the city, for people who own these um, properties. I still haven't given up on mine. I still have to think about it, but thank you. And I would really stress everybody who is listening to follow along on social and watch what Ben's team is uh, building, Project Studio Architects. Project Studio Architects, yeah, Yeah. on Facebook. Oh my God, it took me 19 times the first time on outtakes, (laughs) but there you go, I got it. I was like, the whole time we were doing it, I was practicing in my head. But follow along on Instagram because they have uh, pictures of everything that they're building and there's some really exciting projects so thank you and i'm i'm super passionate about this from like well from a a humanitarian level so like i've got all the time in the world for people to call up and uh you know people are always surprised when they call up they're like wow thank you so much for you spent like yeah you get back you spent so much time no i mean you get me that's it you you call the number and and you get me and i'll talk about all day long and uh it's it's yeah we'll put it in the show notes again and um thank you so much for joining me on such a beautiful day yeah (laughs) let's go drink beer